Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louie. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louie. <laughs> Today's episode of Got to Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to elders past and present and any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. How good is a cup of tea, Mary? Surely a cup of tea can mend all the ills of the world, except if you're some sort of stuffed cat. <laughs> Why? Agatha. Oh, Agatha. Do toys exist that look that furious? You want a cup of tea, Agatha? Yes, please. Here you go. See if she wants milk. Would you like some milk, Agatha? No. Oh, goodness. That's cow's milk. I want almond milk. Like, has <laughs> this been made up for the bluey verse? Because toys are particularly expressive now, I find, all these, like, giant-eyed toys. <laughs> um, I have bought a number of those giant sparkly-eyed toys that, you mean, the tie sort of beanie things? Yeah, yeah. I've in our supermarket and they're such a good backup present, especially, like, the little bag keychains because they're, mm-hmm. like, small and light and you can pop them in the post, but... Yeah, I don't understand the obsession. I guess it's a bit like Beanie Babies. Did you ever have Beanie Babies back in the day? Yes, which were very flat-expressioned kind of teddy bears. Like they had (laughs) no personality, but now Agatha is bringing all the personality. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, where Wendy has let go of her hyacinth bouquet image, maybe Agatha has taken up that mantle. (laughs) <laughs> is it anti-catism in the bluey verse though? Like, what do you mean <laughs> Oh my goodness! Like, you know, the cats are the baddies. Yes, the yeah, thing? exactly. But then we've got Cat Squad, who seem like they're the heroes. Well, so. not my heroes. That's a very annoying. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I suppose we do have the the cat in um, Copycat that yes, that hurts the budgie. Oh, my Breaks gosh, maybe, maybe you're on to something here, Mary. <laughs> okay, that's morning tea. Let's get dinner in the slow cooker. Mum, I can't find my Love Heart hairbands. They're on your head, love. Oh. So we we open um, the episode. If you haven't cottoned on already, we're talking about driving today. And um, Chili is going a million miles an hour, juggling like an absolute oh. champion. Hey, babe, you need to sign these. Okay. All right, let's roll, bingo. Two seconds, Bluey, it's work. Just the addition of a form to sign at any stage of my <laughs> finely balanced day just pushes me over the edge. So Chili very cheerily signs the form without batting an eyelid and I'm like, oh, this girl got game. You think every lawyer who's watching this episode is like, read the fine print first. Like, <laughs> no, one, no one is reading the fine print if no. they are also trying to put a meal in the oven and, yeah, everything else. Yeah, I'm a big fan. We discussed the other week on um, Sheepdog of of the slow cooker. Um, ours has been getting a bit more of a workout because I'm trying to be more organised with my meal prep, Mary, to varying Ooh. degrees of success. But there is something magical about putting, you know, 
basically what looks like slop you know, in a, <laughs> into, a, into a container and then, you know, eight hours later it's magically a meal. That so is pretty handy, yeah. It is pretty amazing. Um, but, yeah, I, I wondered initially actually when these episodes came out if driving was almost like the precursor to sheepdog. Like was this yeah. the start of the day when, you know, maybe what we're seeing and, and I was reflecting after – our last podcast, um, maybe what we were seeing was um, Chile adding the peas or something you know, at the end of the slope of her, you know, which is why it was later in the day. Um, but, uh, you know, is this why she's so frazzled and tired because she has literally been going uh, from dawn yeah, till Yeah, just five-minutely phone calls from, from Madge. <laughs> Madge, Madge, again. Get the phone. Hi, Madge, what's up? Have you looked in your drawers? Why would Jenny steal your stapler? Another um, villain in the Blueyverse potentially taking over Wendy's mantle now that she yeah. has started it. Yeah, Madge. Well, Madge popped up also in um, the Quiet, Quiet Game. game. Yeah. Yeah. And Madge, at that stage, calling in sick. You can't really hold that against a fellow <laughs> employee. I'm all for it. Um, but, and yeah, no. Trying, like, Madge, <laughs> take, take care of yourself, you know. Why, Madge? <laughs> Why? Um, but, yeah, uh, harassing Chili at home uh, for the loss of a stapler, nah, that's that's boundaries crossed in my uh, work workplace relationships book. Well, here's a question. When was the last time you printed anything work-related? Yeah, <laughs> true, yeah, staplers. I don't think just... I've printed anything for about three years. No. I miss mm. the printer at work uh, I because love, I work I from home so much printer. now for like printing colouring pages. Uh, oh. I like that you don't have to ever print tickets anymore for anything. You just show your phone. Uh, that's yeah. that's taken a load off the work printer in my world. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, I feel like we've moved really paperless. So, you know, um, someone getting upset about the stapler was really giving me, um, you know, the first episode of The Office, either the British or the American one, where Gareth puts the the stapler in the big Jello. Um, oh no! I, okay, so I've office? never seen either Office. So talk oh. me through it. Okay, so there's like a practical joke. Um, it was in the BBC one originally, but then mm-hmm. translated. Translated. Into the, okay. Into the American one. Um, Oh, sorry. It's Tim. Tim, my Tim's just corrected me that it was Tim that puts Gareth's stapler. So Tim's <laughs> right, kind of okay. like, yeah, I don't know, like some sort of every man in the office trying to give us like the normal person's perspective on his ridiculous boss, yeah, um, and creepy coworker Gareth. Okay. Um, and Tim puts Gareth's stapler in like inside a, a jelly mold. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very theatrical. It's like one of the you can just tell me. You don't need to write it down. This, well, <laughs> oh, it's not going live. So Tim, Tim is just um, pointing out that for our American listeners, um, I'm saying jelly, but they would know it as Jello. So, oh right, yeah, good point. Okay, yeah. yeah. So um, it's like a yeah, a big mold with the stapler wobbling in the middle. And that then does sound very he has hilarious. To reach in, pull it out. Oh, He's very upset. Oh. It's just. It's a visual masterpiece. <laughs> so I have certainly worked at offices where the stapler has been tied down, mm, which same. is always a very aggressive move. Possibly <laughs> it was the, work, the same workplace we're talking about here, actually. Heraldson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My 
Yeah. So yeah, no one trusts journalists is the uh, upshot of that, that particular power move tying down the stapler. Anyway, Madge, sort your stuff out. I love uh, how quickly, you know, Chili is just putting out fires on all fronts. She knows Mm. where Bingo's uh, love heart headband is. Uh, You know, (laughs) she's getting dinner on. But the the solution for Madge, like just without missing a beat, use a paperclip for now. Like I thought that just really set the tone of – of chili in her element in this episode, which is, of course, like solving problems. And she sort of starts reflecting on that too, which mm. I love. What do you think her solution in five minutes' time was going to be? Like, would it be go to the local shop and buy a new one? <laughs> I don't know. Well, because it seems like there's a bigger problem at play than the stapler mm. missing that the Madge thinks the workmate hates her. So I could imagine Chili just setting up some impromptu like three-way teams chat to <laughs> sort this out for once and for all, um, um, which I would appreciate, you know, in my work life occasionally, but <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, it, perhaps it can't be done. Perhaps that's an aspirational uh, thought from me. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, surely um, there's nothing that Todd. Like I, I don't know about you, Mary. I just felt so much more better prepared for workplace conflicts after I had toddlers. Mm, <laughs> like, true. You know, like being able to articulate now. I can see where this is going wrong, but you just yeah. need to play nicely now. It's such a translatable skill. There's yes, so many areas totally. of life. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you need, honey? Can you play driving with me? Oh, Bluey, I'm a bit busy at the moment. Can we play later? Yeah, that's okay. I want to say upfront about driving, Kate, and this is a guilty confession as much as anything. This episode actually leaked as an animatic um because i follow ludo on uh their vimeo account um occasionally they kind of share stuff on there that's meant to be private and accidentally they make it public (laughs) so no and again now i've mentioned on the podcast i'm sure but thanks ludo but it was the (laughs) and it disappeared again like faster than i could even send you the link and say kate quick watch it but i managed to quickly watch it and I'd never seen a full animatic of Bluey before and watching it, like, and I was quite distracted watching it as well. Hang on, so was this one of the line, like, storyboard Yeah, so just sketched kind of um, with the character voices but with no music. Um, And it was, I think it was the the full seven minutes. following is just going to go through the roof following this podcast. (laughs) Like, what a Bluey hack that you might get. Tell me about it. Wow. Uh, yeah, look, if they if they want to get some uh, audience testing out, that's probably the best way to do it because now all the Gotta Be Done listeners will be <laughs> waiting uh, True fans. Yes. enthusiastically. But so, and I, because I knew it wouldn't be there for long, I was trying to watch it as I also got the dinner and batted away children and all that kind of thing. So it was it felt very real. But at the same time, watching the animatic, it's like not much happens in this episode. Like is... And I couldn't work out watching just that and before I'd watched the full episode, is there such a leap from animatic to full episode or 
and now I've watched the full episode, is this just an episode when not much happens? Because <laughs> we don't go far, all the way from the kitchen to the playroom, see a bit of the deck and back again. Yeah, like location-wise it's all in sort of one zone mm. of the house. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I, I want your take before we start delving further. Does much happen in this episode? Like I need a sense check on this. Look, I think it's a it's a jam action packed five minutes of play. Yes, but for me, I guess it was you know how we've talked about um, like episodes like teasing, for example, being a great one hundred and one on games you can play with your kid. Yeah, for me, true. It was a really nice um, instructional video. Was even if I've only got five minutes, it's long enough to do something that would be memorable and create connection. So, okay. So that's what I took out of it, but agree with you, particularly if I was just like letting my kid just drive around, like the first part of this. Yes, okay. It would not be particularly not much satisfying. Happening. Yeah. <laughs> not okay. much happening inside my head, you know, let alone. Oh, yeah. well, look, the. Tuning out, wow. <laughs> yeah. I felt that possibly, you know, it's maybe second to the backseat of the Healer car. I just related so much to seeing Chili sit down to play the game with her phone next to her. Yeah, <laughs> and like making yeah. the time as well. Like making I was like, the time, Chili. But- what a hero! Like you know, she's she's super busy. She's still making the time. She's doing the thing that's good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, still needing the phone there to be on call because you're working from home, or possibly, you know in equal uh, amounts in my case, needing the phone there because the game might get boring and you might get a chance to just scroll in stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, phone there was just like, like, oh, poor Chili, she needs it there. But oh, also, like, do we really need it there? Like it was, it was interesting to see that rather than just be living it, I thought. <laughs> Look, Match, use a paperclip for now and call me back in five minutes. Louie, i got five minutes. Let's play driving. For real life. For real life. I felt a little bit guilty about that, actually, because, yeah, I'm probably like you. Phone is never far from the pocket or the hand. (laughs) Uh, And it's really tempting to check it when you're mentally checking out of whatever Uh random (laughs) intricate game your children might decide to play. (laughs) Yeah, or a boring game, like which, yeah, Chili is living. So, yeah, it's it's not us, Kate. The kids just need to up their games. (laughs) (laughs) We're so used to like, I don't know, snappy content on all platforms now. It's sort of like it can feel um, a little bit crunchy when things aren't condensed into a snappy 60-second montage with interesting music set to it. (laughs) Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Actually, yeah, this is very awakening for me. Thank you. (laughs) Is there somewhere you want to go? No, I'm just driving around. Hi. Okay. Driving along. Maybe this is us, like, not knowing how to be bored anymore. Yeah. How to be without purpose as children. Yes. Well, look, let's call it purpose, not just... uh, not just completely distracted <laughs> and <laughs> unable to commit. Okay. Um, Tell you what, I went to an art night last night with a bunch of mums from um, Wells Primary School and the topic of conversation that kept coming up was mental load. Okay. And 
women in particular feeling so um, bogged down with the day-to-day management and it all being just in their heads at all times um, that, you know, it can be really hard to switch that off because you've got the constant to-do list ticking over Mm -hmm. in your brain, I'm sure. Um, Single parents of both genders would understand that dilemma as well Um, and props to the dads who are doing their share of the work to not only um, do the doing but like from beginning to end without turning to their partners because, yeah, it's a lot and and it was really real and I I wonder now actually just – springboarding off what you were saying earlier Mary maybe this is where Chili's at you know her brain is so full ticking over with all the different things on her to-do list that she just can't get out of that um cycle of doing into a cycle of being ah okay I'm understanding what this episode is about now this is great thank you okay (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad this is making sense to you Oh, maybe too much. Driving along. Oh, it's Madge. Uh, is that enough driving? Um, yeah, thanks, Mum. Okay, so Chili pushes past the barrier of needing purpose. Like, is it her pushing past, or is it that she she gets it from the next iteration of the game? Well, I think. It's funny, isn't it? We haven't talked about Bluey's role in all this yet, but mm. I think Bluey gives her permission to not play because she said she's not good at it and Bluey's fine with that. But then do you think it's that that changes her mind and says, no, nah, I can give this five more minutes? Yeah, I think Chili sort of having that moment of realisation. For me, I've got that down as my Brene Brown moment. You know, it's okay. her... Her um, going to somewhere that's a little bit vulnerable, you know, she's been um, in a zone where she's the capable one directing traffic, doing all the doing, Mm -hmm. and now she's turning to her child and sort of saying, I'm not very good at this. And I think that's actually not only brilliant modelling, if you can show your kids that there are things that you're not particularly good at, but you are working at it and trying Mm -hmm. hard. Um, but I just think that then there's a real tone shift as well from Bluey because even though she's actually been pretty accepting that mum's busy today, then she has this realisation that, oh, maybe I need to give mum some structure and purpose to this to get yes. the most out of it. So, okay. you know, by Chili admitting that she Bluey was able to kind of go in with what she needed as well. So Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Bluey's line to give that structure and purpose. <laughs> like to me, yeah, it just balanced so nicely with Chili's just use a playbook clip for now. Like just coming straight out of the blue, but you know, not missing a beat. Ooh. Mom, wait. Huh? Ask Agatha if she wants a cup of tea. Oh, okay. You want a cup of tea, Agatha? It's just, yeah, solutions for every situation. (laughs) Um, I would like to back up on one thing, actually, Mary. I've got a a note about um, Chili with her voices on the radio of the car. Oh, okay. I just thought that, like, Chili being all the voices, like, from – I'm guessing it's, like, some sort of healer version of ABC Classic FM to, you know, the commercial FM station um, with – we're back with the B107 Breaking Group. Basho, Flippin, Jutsy, and me, Kelly C. We work all great. Mm. What was it? 
Dutsy or something like that. Oh, <laughs> blokes and a girl uh, yeah. it seemed to be, which like, yeah, and me and Kelly right. C. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, me, I just, Kelly C. <laughs> it's just like the versatility of Melanie Zanetti just knows no bounds. Like oh, she absolutely. is a rock star <laughs> um, and handled it with complete aplomb. Um, but yes, back to back to Agatha um, okay, and her yeah. need for a cup of tea. Um, do you ever need a cup of tea, Mary? Oh. Look, always, and and yes, my tea is going very well here, but I don't think I'm at the point where I wouldn't be fussy about it, whereas, yeah, clearly Agatha (laughs) hasn't drunk as many just cold, however it comes, cups of teas as I have, and, yeah, setting the bar high. Like, are you insistent on anything for your cuppa? Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm allergic to caffeine, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's only herbals, chais and the occasional hot chocolate for me. Um, so even though I often say, oh, let's have a coffee, it's never a coffee. Um, yeah. Um, so, um, there's that. Um, but no, I'm not particularly fussy. Um, my mother-in-law, St. Liz, um, mm-hmm. absolutely, um, froths for a cup of tea and and she usually has at least three before she starts functioning properly in the mornings. Um, She like employed this genius system um, for my husband, Tim, when he was growing up where she had a little bell that she would often ring like to get a cup of tea. Okay, right. But she made it into a competition when then she would like score the cup of tea she was delivered out of ten. And like what? she was pretty stingy about giving a ten, so um, ah. like but the boys all got super competitive about. And were they all rushing off to individually make teas and bring her all the teas, and she'd no. score them all, or was it just no, the first one that like, arrived? First, first one that arrived. Obviously, I think it was okay. like I'm making this one sort of arguments. Okay, so, sure. Yeah, but then she'd score them, and they got super competitive about it. And I was like, this is a genius way to get like lots of cups of tea. So. Mm. Okay, I love it. Side note, I think she's just being kind to me, but she's always like, oh, that's a 10 out of 10. And and even now, Tim gets a little bit like, ooh, someone got a 10. (laughs) (laughs) I love that she just, yeah, just. uh, She did not always make a cup of tea that was a 10, but her mother-in-law always told her it was. She is St. Liz, so love her. Uh, Just seamlessly moving from getting your children to compete against each other to getting, you know. Social validation to your tired daughter-in-law. Couples to compete against each other. I love it. Yeah, great. Um, Now, this episode, I think, had some significant editing for our friends in the United States. Oh, my gosh. You better be back with my armor milk in five minutes. Also, help me all. Uh, you what? Um, pee on your curtains. Hilarious. Kind of weird. Like, possibly we've talked about the U.S., and the edits on the new season and perhaps the fact that they don't really get children. <laughs> I find uh, and- so, like, it's so arbitrary, isn't it? Like, surely, surely yeah. parents in the States are well aware that children talk about wee and poo and farts and all totally. sorts of things all the time. And also, like, it just seems that the, the unawareness has now extended to cats as well because cats definitely do pee on curtains. <laughs> but 
for anyone who doesn't understand what we're talking about in the US uh, on Disney Plus, and I assume if it's a Disney Plus change, then the rest of the world as well got an episode, got this driving episode with Agatha instead of threatening to pee on your curtains if the almond milk isn't delivered. She says, I'll scratch your curtains. Um, Oh, I should say Agatha can't talk. This is Bluey talking for Agatha as well. So so there's just, yeah, everyone being censored. Um, But I don't know. Like it's. It's such a weird one. Like, sure, maybe. I think you need to have a chat with Agatha when all this is over. You know, the first time we came across this censorship from Disney on Bluey, it was uh, buttermilk pooping um, in markets. And sure, you know, okay, maybe you don't want to see actual defecation in your kids' TV. (laughs) But this was just a threat. We don't see it happen, uh, even though in the course of the episode it does happen. Um, I don't know. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly, yeah, yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert, uh, this early in the episode. Um, But, yeah, it was funny. Like when I was chatting um, about this to um, amazing Aussie girl Margie who Mm. has a YouTube channel recapping Bluey, um, Kate, she was saying that and she's sort of put together a full list with the side-by-side clips of what's been cut in this latest season three uh, drop. And it's things like even in um, Born Yesterday, Bandit copping the swing in the balls and sort of falling over, which we know has happened without being cut in previous seasons. So I think the censors have just gotten super cautious because uh, they know this Bluey is such a potential bad influence. Is like, couldn't that? Surely not. I just don't understand. I don't understand it either. I mean, how can you have a show that on one hand is so lauded for being real and yet you're censoring a whole lot of like actual just real stuff that uh, every family can relate to yeah um I know family meeting I think the whole episode was cut yes. and not delivered for our friends in the states um so but then there was some sort of appeal process going on well, I don't look, know if it's been the, resolved Disney apparently did respond and say we're reviewing our uh, standards and procedures um, and which people took to mean, so we will release the episode, but it hasn't happened yet. So yeah, yeah I don't know. It's a weird one. I mean, um, how can you outlaw farting? I mean, it's a normal <laughs> bodily function. I just, it's so funny. The whole thing. Look, assigning politics to like regular things that shouldn't have to be. Uh, monitored anyway I just Look, I find the whole thing completely one bad. thing that at least Australia can sort of be grateful for I guess or look and this sounds a bit lording it over everyone else but at least it's not being cut off at the source and it's not ABC kind of stopping Ludo from including this um yeah, and you I'd know we are getting these because like, yeah. oh, like and I'm sure the conversations still happen but when we chatted with Joe Kate it was so you asked him sort of um, most recently, you kind of asked him, you know, are you getting more free reign now? And he just mm. sounded so, chuffed, like chuffed probably isn't the right word, but you know, it was the vibe was how about 
I do what I want and you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm just like, I love this for you, Joe. This is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well-deserved though. If any show has put in the the miles to prove yep. its worth, it is definitely bluey. So, yeah, let them do whatever they want, I say. Oh, man, is she really going to pee on your curtains? Oh, she'll do it all right. Yeah. So, Agatha, <laughs> threats, frowny face. Um but she is the perfect uh, foil for Chili to have a problem to solve and a purpose in this game. So, uh, yeah, I just, the whole mood of the episode just lifts here, hey, like mm. I'm loving it. And so much of it's to do with the music as well, actually, I reckon. Yeah, that absolutely is. It was really interesting, actually, how Joff Bush described the episode on Instagram. So it was really interesting, actually, how Joff Bush described this episode on Instagram. He, um, If you didn't catch our last episode, he's been recapping all of the season three music and giving little, I know, um, little updates on, you know, the process behind it on Instagram. So give him a follow. He's at Joff Bush. Um, but what he wrote about driving was that it was a super detailed score, really fun to do. And he said, I sometimes like to think of an episode like a sponge and this one could absorb a lot of music throughout. Because the episode features Chili and Bluey playing together in a single room, there was lots of scope for a music-rich episode. Mm. And um, Deliver, indeed, Joff did. Um, if you go through the music, it perfectly punctuates the action on the screen. Um, yes. We've got some really clever instrumentation um, and layers and layers of little melodies worked in um, that really complement what's going on. So, for example, when Chili is driving up the hill and her legs are sort of lifting higher and higher, the music adjusts to go up a musical scale. So you get that <laughs> feeling of rising yes. as well. <laughs> Um, and I just thought that that was such a nice little touch. Um, and then when they, um, like, uh, are about to, I think they have to spin around at one point and there's a real, like, sort of fancy sort of spinning sort of trill yes. um, in the music to really punctuate that. Um, like, uh, just as well, when um, Blue is about to ram the shop, there's a big crescendo, um, so it gets louder and it also has that scale step. So you're really anticipating yeah. that rising of tension. <gasps> um, and then um, on the way home, the music's a little bit faster, so you get that real sort of tension and feeling of speed and it just keeps getting faster and faster until the traffic jam. And then do and then all of a sudden they're taking off and it's a bit lighter and more legato to sort of give that illusion in the music of flight um uh and then I think we need to give a certain shout out as well in the music um category mm -hmm. today Mary for Robot Nation and oh, Chili yeah. is awesome what a jam oh my oh. god <laughs> ah, put some fast driving music on Her beatboxing skills are off the hook, and I'm, I'm, frankly, I would listen to that song on its own. <laughs> so yeah, totally, uh, you uh, would know that the other jam that uh, Joff <laughs> <laughs> uh, created um, in the Blueyverse is 
lollipop lollipop I feel yes. like robot nation might be on a par with that but lollipop lollipop has made it into out of the bluey verse and into the bluey dance mode toy no way he dance mode with the dance with uh this bluey toy and it's got like a few different settings you can play um musical statues or copycat or dance mode uh yeah the dance song from dance mode eventually just flows into the lollipop lollipop song so it (laughs) people like this is high on Christmas list it's for sale and it's going to be in your houses so brace yourself and yeah hopefully (laughs) the bingo edition of this toy will uh well you know not that she really plays a role in this episode but I I want some robot nation in there I reckon oh my god that's just (laughs) terrifying and amazing all at once I don't know yeah I think like Agatha and the shopkeeper I'm not really sure how I feel but yes bring it on we're in the shop. Quick, grab the almond milk. Okay. And make sure you pay for it. Okay, I'll just leave the money on the floor. Woo! It's the guy who owns the shop. Did you get little overtones of road trip when Chili was like, you've got to pay for the milk? Um, because remember the controversy that maybe yeah. Chili hadn't paid for her goods at the servo? Yes, <laughs> so, true. So, yeah. we no. So, well... It's so funny. Like the the flip is amazing and adds to the drama and the hilarity that Bluey goes from asking, could she park in the disabled spot? Uh, and Chili is adamant, no, you can't do that. So very law-abiding. Uh, Chili doesn't get a say in Bluey ramming the shop in this game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, once the deed has been done, Chili just instantly flips to sprinting well driving sprinting from the shopkeeper for it yeah and uh fully endorses bluey even throwing milk out the window to get him off the trail like yeah uh for all chili's high standards yeah they they um clearly plummet under pressure when it comes to law yeah, abidingness. It's a very dance mode moment. This is not good parenting. So, oh, no. Yeah, no, no. But, you know, I like the sentiment. And even, like, in the midst of the chaos, she's like, I think you need to have a word to Agatha. Like, such a gentle. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, this isn't sustainable in the long term. No. Um, so they're racing home and uh, the timer is – like oh. right, right on the buzzer. Yeah. Um, and it seems like they're out of time. Bluey runs in and Agatha just declares that <laughs> the so curtains good. have been victimised. So yes. Yeah. Look, whether scratched or peed on, um, yeah, you don't want that. Uh, but it makes for an excellent uh, gag at the end of these crazy <laughs> exploits. I love it. <laughs> Agatha, we're back. We're- she peed on my curtains. I told you I would. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, and it, it gives, uh, you know, much like Bluey set up mum to have a purpose, it gives this Bluey and this episode a purpose in that, like, I think you said your Brene moment, Kate, but mine is um, Bluey and Chili mutually, uh, like the the thanks, the hug, but then both going their separate ways with the same, okay, let's sort this out because yeah. Chili has modelled to Bluey 
the problem solving and yeah and they're both on the same page and I just I love that I really you said this episode flows so well with sheepdog I reckon that moment almost flows into ragdoll and and how you get you know how you model to your child and you can't just um you can't just get a good child by telling them what to do you've actually got to model it which yeah is an episode I'm excited to get into as well oh Wendy's quads alone you know (laughs) it's gonna be epic um you know you're so right Mary and that moment of connection that Bluey and Chili have where they both run in for that extra little hug just really warms the heart it's beautiful you can see how much it's meant to both of them and I love that like Chili thanks Bluey as well that got me thinking Mm. about it for quite some time after it was like well what's you know Chili initially was was going into the game like she was making a sacrifice to do something for Bluey but then she's ended up taking something out of it that's a lot deeper and more meaningful for her. Thanks, Maui. Okay, let's sort this out. I love in this episode too how I said at the start, you know, not much happens, but the drama so added to by the music, like you said, Mm. but also uh, the camera angles on the game. So you've got the full, like the tilting from one side to the other as they go up a hill and Mm. um, the, the full, like, pan around the room like the, like the view like from the ceiling the room. Yeah, yeah yeah so yeah. Uh, yeah kind of a bit um a bit whale watching a bit mum and dad slightly seasick making but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh I reckon I've ended up in a place where like yeah no a lot happens in this episode <laughs> yeah I was gonna say we've managed to talk about it for at least 35 minutes now so you know we're doing <laughs> it we're doing pretty well <laughs> episode when not much happens oh lord hey mary did you have a line of the episode you know and i don't actually know exactly what this line is still but i think dasha tippy sudsy me and me Kelly C. <laughs> <laughs> just one for the ages uh what about you um for me it was can i park in the wheelchair spot and she just is like the adamant no. And that is exactly my words whenever I see someone without a disabled sticker parking somewhere that they shouldn't be. So yeah, no. I will say without a sticker because, like, if you've got the sticker, fair game. Go for your life. I don't care what you look like. It's fine. I've been that person many times where I've been walking back to the car after dropping live off at an appointment and then people are like giving you side eye like why did you park there you know do you really need to park there and it's like yeah you didn't see me just walking in my daughter so um yes so no judgy but yeah like just the answer if you don't have a sticker is always no so yeah I loved (laughs) that that was in there good life that's a a good takeaway for all of us absolutely that and our stapler solutions paper clips yeah I think we've learned a lot (laughs) Um, who was your most valuable player, Mary? Surely there can only be one. There can only be one. Well played, Chili. Uh, yeah. Blue is following in your footsteps, but, yeah, love it. Yeah. I she, love She episode. deserves all the medals. I was reflecting, actually, remember when we first interviewed Joe Brumman, he was kind of like saying, oh, Chili gets a lot more airtime in the episodes coming up. And, yeah, now I can't really recall a time where Chili wasn't as prominent as what she is queen of our hearts so totally. yeah yeah uh so happy uh 
Kate, I think we're there. Mm, uh, I think so too. That was pretty efficient with all the steaming <laughs> kettles and pinging everything. So. How did we used to do this in like 15 minutes? I don't know. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. Uh, one uh, mailbag, hi to Avery in Utah who uh, checked in to say that um, we were a favourite ever podcast, even more than oh. true crime. Um <laughs> Yes. And went on that, and that's coming from a 14 year old. So I'm not sure if the point is that 14 year olds love true crime a lot or just that they really love us a lot. But uh, that was really lovely um, to hear from them and yeah, hearing from Utah as well. Very exciting. Amazing. I have a I have a quick we know that Ooh, now. Yeah, um, I was listening back because occasionally I listen to our podcast um, to Sheepdog, and I said something that you know maybe people didn't pick up on, but it didn't sit comfortably with me, and especially in the com- context of the past week. And that was when I was describing the instrumentation. I think I said something like traditional bush instruments. Oh yeah. And, um. We're talking about like banjos and pianos and harmonicas and things. Oh they're, yeah, they're so not bush traditional. Band. No, yeah, bush <laughs> band, not yeah. bush instruments. And like in the past week, there have been a lot of things happening, particularly in Australia, where our First Nations people have really been um, kicked in the guts over and over. So oh. I just really wanted to say that wasn't cool. And yeah, bush band instruments definitely not traditional instruments of Australia. Okay. Anyway. Yep. Good yeah. point. Me oh, I and, and I did have another one actually because mm. Tim was like, Kate, I didn't throw the, the wool over the over the tables. And I was like, what did you do then? He said, they used to stand me in a bag and I had to stomp the fleeces oh, down oh in the gosh. bag. Okay. So, um, maybe our grandkids won't be saying my granddad was a shearer. They'll be like a fleece stomper. But anyway. Okay. I did yeah. not know that was a job. It sounds very like squashing of the grapes kind of it really does it was like very Bacchus sort of imagery coming to mind Uh, yeah I was just imagining cute little Tim in like a huge sack of fleeces and trying to stomp them down uh, I still I I use the children for a similar purpose to this day when we have too much recycling (laughs) in the recycling bin (laughs) what do you do do you just like drop them in there and get them to squish it yeah, look, if, if I know it's only cardboard, they just stand on the top of the cardboard and squish it down. <laughs> also, it works well for the green bin as well if you're getting oh. a lot of leaf litter like you push down. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can yeah. get up there. So, yeah, children, oh God, very handy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Don't try Let's this at home. this off I was going to say. I'm waiting you're for the very strong, episode of like this now. Big bins. Like how do you lift them up to that height to get them? Anyway, we'll talk about this offline. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> sure you could do it if you tried, but maybe don't. <laughs> I'm not taking responsibility for this. And also my children aren't quite as hefty as yours. That That is very true. Um, yeah, Joe's a real – I think he's giving Caspi a run for his money oh, now. Okay, so. just grows – like weeds, yeah. Children, it's amazing. Growing up, uh, let us know about your whopping children. Let us know about anything <laughs> that's on your mind. Uh, you should check in on our socials. It's at Bluey Pod at Instagram, at Bluey Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Bluey, uh, the got got to be done. The Bluey Podcast <laughs> on Facebook, and uh, you can email us like Avery did in Utah, BlueyPod at gmail.com. 
Uh, we'll be back in a week. Ish. Ish. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Uh, or in five <laughs> minutes. Give five minutes. In the meantime, use a paperclip. It <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's been a joy. Uh, talk to you soon. It time's got to be gotta done. Be done. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny.